rotten motherfucker. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Mostly Harmless Podcast. I'm your host, Damon Damien. All right, buddies. Welcome to the Mostly Harmless Flashback, episode number one. Now, I must warn you, there is no new original content in this episode. Uh, these interviews, the one with the Wilhelm Scream was recorded about 10 years ago. The one with the Ergs was recorded about nine years ago. Um, I took these two interviews and used them to create the basis for Mostly Harmless podcast. Um, when I very first started this thing, I didn't have recording gear. I didn't have any mixing board. I didn't have microphones. I'd borrowed a microphone. I'd done a terrible audio recording. Um, and then uh, threw it up on the internet, and basically it was my way of asking permission of my friends if I should do this. Now, I've come a long way, and I've learned that you should not ask for permission. You should go out there. You should take chances. You should take risks, and you should make things on your own. Um, but at the time, you know, I was like, uh, you know, 28, 29, going like, I don't know, man. Shouldn't should I, should I do this? What do you guys think? Now I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to go do this thing. But, of course, we're nearing episode 100 of the Mostly Harmless Podcast. And somewhere along the lines, this episode has become the most downloaded episode of Mostly Harmless Podcast. It's mind-blowing to me that uh, this these silly little interviews that I did as a 22 and 23-year-old are the most listened to thing. I had a terrible, terrible, terrible introduction on this thing for the longest time. Today, I sat down. I was like, we're, we're, we're going to re-record that before we hit episode 100. Uh and, and then, like, here, here's my thought. If you're coming into the show, you're scrolling down the iTunes page, you're like, oh, that's the first episode. Let's listen to it. Man, it's going to suck. You're not going to come back and listen again. So I want you guys to know that the show has drastically changed from these first two interviews I did 10 years ago. Hell, the, the show has changed since the first episode I did with Chuck Reagan or the second episode I did with Micah Schnabel from Two Cow Garage. Um, it's, a com it's a similar show but still completely different, and I'm a better um, – Interviewer, organizer, speaker, all these random things. and uh, But I, I, I like the fact that these interviews I did as a 22 and 23-year-old are still there. And I'm actually still proud of the interviews. I just hated the introduction I did for them asking for permission. Um, so we're going to re-edit this all together today for your listening enjoyment. Now, this episode, for whatever reason, gets downloaded more times any given month than any other episode. I'm not entirely sure why. I'm not sure where you're finding it. Um, it's not necessarily coming through iTunes, so I think it might be coming through a, a third or fourth party site. Um, if you like what you hear, please visit MostlyHarmlessPodcast.com. We've got so many more interviews, so much more going on. Um, this is just the first little glimpse of what we were doing with Mostly Harmless. Um, if you've checked this out, I'd like to thank you. Um, visit us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Write me an email. Let me know what you think. Um, so we're going to go back in time. It's somewhere around 10 years to where I interviewed uh, Nuno Pereira, Curtis Lopez, and Christopher Levesque. I believe that's how you say it. I could be completely wrong. From a Wilhelm Scream. They had just changed their name from Wilhelm Scream uh, from Smacking Isaiah. They're, they're, uh, the first record as a Wilhelm Scream had not yet come out mute print um i was still like you know or it might have just come out yeah look, looking at this actually i'm looking at their wikipedia page i'm completely flizzled frazzled uh mute print had just come out ruiner had not come out yet i was still a giant fan of the smacking isaiah record benefits of thinking out loud 
So let's travel back in time to this interview. The only member of the band from this interview that's still in the band is Nuno Pereira. This is just a fun look at what 22-year-old Damien was doing. Uh, so let's uh, travel back in time to the parking lot at the Black Sheep. Then I think it was still called the Dark Side. And uh, let's give a little listen to this interview I did with uh, Wilhelm Scream. Check, check, one, two. Nuno Pereira, let's go fucking do this shit. All right. All right, that's Nuno. Who are you? I'm Chris, dog. That's Chris. Cobra. Cobra. All right, this way I'm... A.K.A. Rabbit. A.K.A. A.K.A. Rookie of the Year. A.K.A. Curtis. Tiff. Tiff. Tiffany. (laughs) Cobra, how long have you been in the band? You're new, huh? Three months. Three months. You don't know any of the songs off... So no. Benefits of thinking out loud. No. Benefits of thinking out loud. And if I knew I was gonna get so much shit every day, every day, I would have fucking. Learned hey, you know what? When I it when a, I joined, it was a tough regimen, dude. It was a tough regimen. <laughs> when I joined the band, I will, I will learn. When I, I joined learn. the band, everybody wanted to hear shit off "Way to a Girl's Heart" through a boyfriend's stomach, so I know exactly how you feel. Yeah. Uh, I will learn it. I promise. Like, Play bowling. I'm like, I don't know that shit. Yeah, so, all right. All right. So, uh, so. Okay, I know why you guys changed your name, but why did you guys change your name? Smackin' Isaiah is a shitty name. I like Chris, Smackin you heard Isaiah. it here first. Chris is fucking correct. It was a terrible name. <laughs> Thank you, Chris, for joining the band and, and, and pushing giving, that name. And giving, you know, us, giving us a fresh start. You know what, band, dude? Nobody liked the idea of a Wilhelm scream, and I pushed this shit so hard until other people liked it. Word. When we I, always push yeah. us hard, by the way, ladies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really hard. Okay, next question, next question, right, next right, question. Right, wait, wait, wait. Ne- no, 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 no. No waiting. Oh. Next question. I thought it was a scout. Chill out, fucking rookie. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. He's yeah. a rabbit. So, hey, what kind of confusion do you guys run into? Because when I was looking for Smack and Isaiah, because I fell in love with you guys the last time we were here, mm. I was looking for Smack and Isaiah. I'm like, what the fuck happened to those guys? And then now y'all are Willem Scream. Right. What kind of... Well, we, we, we tour so much that we Can, thought that we, we would probably cover... Like, we went through Denver, like, with the name change and stuff, yeah. and, like, Fort Collins with the name change. We figured, like, all of our fans, most of our fans are people that come out to shows, you know what I mean, anyway. Yeah. So if they came to a show, you know what I mean? And Word of mouth spread yeah. pretty you know fast I mean? about the name yeah, change. Totally. And, the most, and the most common confusion is that we're straight. We're, we're <laughs> so gay. Yes! Right. Hey, where are you guys staying at tonight? Except uh, in Denver with two of our very, oh. very good friends. Pinhead Circus, or Love Me to Sir, whatever the fuck their names are. Right. Today. Yeah, those fucking yes. dudes. Next week will be a different name. No, Next year, maybe. The same. Hey, your girlfriend emailed me a link to download our new record. Sweet. So we can smoke them. Can you email me that? No. Damn. <laughs> All right, so you guys just recorded at the Blast Room, huh? Yes. Yeah, What's man. the difference, again... What's the difference between last time and this time? Was was like so two more weeks? Yeah, like two weeks. <laughs> we recorded that that new print in like nine days, eight days. We recorded it in nine and mixed in two. Yeah. This one was recorded in like two weeks and they mixed it for a week. No, we were there a little longer than two weeks. Yeah, no, we recorded. We, we did a, we did the tracking for like two to two and a half weeks and yeah. they mixed it for another whole week. Right. Sweet. So it sounds way better. Yeah. So, what was the difference for you guys right, recording that new album? It was hell on earth. Dude. I think I think the biggest difference was that we were touring so much that we didn't necessarily get a, too much uh, practice in. You know what I mean? So yeah. like we were all kind of going into the studio with these brand new songs that were literally like yeah. brand new to some of us, like certain things. You know what I mean? Yeah. We we had practiced the best that we could. There were parts that we had to figure out in right. the studio right. and like things that had to get rewritten and work rearranged right. and right. shit. And like yeah. they really they really ran us through the ringer this time because they didn't have. We didn't have the luxury of so much time last time, so this time they re- they like they fucking drilled us, and it was it was fucking hell. Yeah. Next question. So, uh, what did you guys when you guys record? What do you what do you bring to the table when you record? What's different every time? Uh, I think I think our music, like like especially like a lot of the guitar work and some of the harmonies and stuff like that, 
we try to we try to always come up with better ideas for them. You know what I mean? The, the standard is pretty pretty played out. You know what I mean? So we try to like keep we it, basically keep it fresh. try to play to the absolute limit of what we can physically do with every song. Like there were. There were a couple of songs that made it on this record that when when they were first written and the ideas first came up, we couldn't even play them. Like there was like, we can't play this, but we've got a year and a half to learn it. So let's do it. <laughs> All right. So uh, what can we expect from this new album? Um, What's different between this and Mute Print? I think I think the songs are a little bit more like. Uh, let's, I, I don't want to. I don't want to say like structured, but like, I think I think. Like how we how we always kind of try to keep songs kind of yeah. keep people on their toes for like changes and stuff like that. This album has a lot of that. At the same time, it, it has a lot of like you know big big anthems. You know what I mean? Like a lot of sing along type shit, which I've been dying. I think I sang a lot cleaner. You think you can understand most of the words I sing on this album? Yeah, it's so that's focus sound. Yeah. Sweet. It's different, I mean, it's but it's refined. It's not so different. That hey, it's next like, question, you know, dude. Next question. Same, man, next yeah, question. Right. Fuck off. Fuck off. Hey, drunken group interviews are fun. Yeah, all right. Let's do <laughs> so, that so, so, I was reading through the song titles. Right. What's up with the kids? Can the kids. Kids can eat a bag of dicks. What's uh, up? two words. Uh, fuck that. Uh, the internet is weird, and it's a funny place where people like to talk shit. And when people try to have fun with their band for themselves, you know what I mean. And you get a bunch of shit talking like, little bitches yeah, on like and it gets construed you know what I mean something else then terrible. what happens then is a song title changes from what it was into what yeah. it's a bag of dicks I was hoping it was something about all the seamsters wearing girl pants or something no, like that. No, it's about it's uh, you know what? It's good enough. It's that, about the kids. You it's can about, wrap that up in it too. It's about the kids who don't even. I don't even think they really like music. They just want to like talk shit seamsters for the sake of talking shit. Like they just want something to hate, and we happen to be a very pretty popular thing for those kids to hate right now. Yeah, fuck those kids. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's what I say. Kids, <laughs> I don't care about the people that don't like us. I only care about the people that do like us. I don't have time to think about people that don't like us. <laughs> Next question. question. Next question. All right, yeah, so... Uh, cold picture of beer, sorry. and I have to load out with this. Shit. All right, so... All right, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and end it. I was going to ask you guys. You guys sit in a van all fucking day right. and get to your show, except for today because it's only an hour drive. True. How the hell do you guys get out and fucking put on that show you guys put on every day, even for a little crowd like this? Uh, How do you guys do that? Well, well people, you get to sleep fucking, people are coming to fucking see a show, you know what I mean? We're not here to fucking give a half-ass show, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. every night you should be fucking the best, you know what I mean? Sometimes we're not the best, you know what I mean? But we we, we always have the best intentions, you know? Like hell Tonight's yeah. for me. Like, this is what we do. Why not? Well, like 50 or 500, like, kids. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, you have to go out there and fucking do your thing. Cool. So when's this new album going to drop? August 16th. When August can you guys give me a copy of it? August 16th. <laughs> is that, is that, are you saying I have to buy this album? I'm saying everyone <laughs> and their mother should buy this album. All right. All right. Cool. Uh... Last last words. How about them damn Red Sox? Yeah, first place, baby. They fucking took the ass this year. <laughs> Shitbirds. You're Yankees He's fan. The Yankees fan. You're the Yankees fan I was reading about, huh? You're goddamn right I am. <laughs> right. Although, How about the- I will admit, they're yeah. fucking terrible this year. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to... Thank you very much for listening to this interview. If you made it this far into the interview and reading or whatever you're doing with this thing. Uh, it was a pleasure, and it's time to go drink. And if George Steinberg happens to read this or listen to it, trade Kevin Brown and Tom Gordon, please. And, hey. fuck, fuck your couch, Eddie Murphy. Hey, at least you guys don't have the fucking Rockies. The Rockies are in a desperate fight for last place. That's They're true. like, no, we're worse than the Royals. No, we're worse than you Royals. 
No, but they're not. No. Tell George Steinbender to trade all them old ass motherfuckers. Yeah. Hey, hey guys, it's fucking awesome seeing you guys. Word. Thanks, man. I hope I get to see you guys soon. Thanks, you guys, uh, may I come in there and drink a couple more beers with you? May buy, I'll buy a couple more. Unless you guys want to give me some. Give? No. Mel. Fuck this guy some whiskey. He, he, he said it for the job. How much money do you think we get paid? So, so let, me, let me ask you real quick while they go in and drink. How do you like being on the road with these guys? I'm fucking really liking it, dude. Kick ass. How many, how many shows has this been? How long have you been on the road with them? He hates us. It's been like maybe three weeks so far of, of with Lawrence Arms. Two and a half weeks, something like that. This is your first tour? Well, we did like a little thing with Boyce That's Fire. Oh, that's fucking badass. Yeah, it was cool to see those guys like Sweet. playing again, you know? Oh, yeah. And then, uh, and then this, and this has been a really fun, fun thing. I'm liking it. All right, man. Well, Cobra, it was nice meeting you. All right, buddies. I was in an interview with, uh, some of the dudes who were in a Wilhelm scream some 10 years ago. That was uh, Curtis, who is now in Shell Corporation. Chris, I have no idea where he disappeared off to. And Nuno, of course, is still the lead singer of a Wilhelm scream. Uh, Once upon a time, not too many years later, I did an interview with Trevor, um, on video that man it was just not very good I, I just my chops were not up to it uh maybe one day i'll find that videotape and we'll throw that up as like flashback number three uh but i i like the audio from this so much originally that i put it up on the myspace page and it uh did fairly well and it was just one of those precursors one of those back burning ideas i was like maybe we should do a podcast of this put more interviews up as uh, mp3s and then uh, i did this next interview some nine years ago with the guys from the Ergs. That's uh, Mikey, Jeff, and Joey. They were on tour with Miss MC Chris and uh, S&M&M&M, uh, this band from North Carolina. They were on the Revenge of the Nerd tour. And, uh, you know, I'd originally shown up to interview MC Chris. I'd had all this prep and all this work and all this stuff ready. MC Chris didn't want to do an interview. He was like, oh, man, I'm just not into it. I'm not feeling it. It's like, but before the show, I had hit it off with Mikey and the guys. Um, just I gave them a copy of Most Armas Number One. We had chatted. I liked them. They were good dudes. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to interview the Ergs. So after their set, me and Mikey, I remember me and Mikey bonded over drinking Sparks energy drinks. And then, uh, and then I, I didn't have anything prepared. Luckily for me, I'd looked at their website a couple hours before the show and kind of had some kind of idea about some of the stuff they were doing and what was going on but really all this was spur of the moment made it up as we went along and man i am just still to this day i'm still so proud of what i did there in that moment and uh you know a lot of these things i'm still doing to this day i'm still just winging and like even this intro i'm just making up as we go along and just kind of reminiscing about those those days in the past and uh uh it's cool because i've run into mikey a couple times over the years and most most prominently, I ran into Mikey 2012 at Riot Fest. Uh, it was a Riot Fest secret show. Mikey was t- on tour with uh, Off Their Heads. He was playing guitar for Off Their Heads. And I ran into him at the bar. And he was like, Damien, what are you doing here? We'd both been drinking. I was like, I, I was taken aback. I was like, you remember me? He was like, yeah, dude, you're Damien. You, you interviewed the band, you know. Colorado Springs and you were one of the first people to really take our band seriously and want to interview us and I'll never forget you and uh, I mean still that just blows me away and that's the experience I want with this band Um, we haven't recorded episode 100 yet but I'm hoping to have Mikey on episode 100 let's just throw that out there Um, that should be in the next couple months 
Uh, again, this this episode is being re-recorded in uh, March of 2015. So if you come across this later on down the line, that's you know, episode 100 may have already come and gone. Uh, but still, so let's let's travel back in time, uh, just for shits and giggles. I'm gonna leave in my original intro that I left for uh, the MySpace listeners um, as a precursor on the Mostly Harmless magazine MySpace page. This was a little intro that I left for those guys, and it's kind of cute, and it kind of shows you where I was going. Again, it's a flashback, buddies. It's Flashback Thursday. Let's do it. Let's do it, buddies. Let's uh, let's travel back in time to uh, the Black Sheep. God, what year was that? 2006-ish. <laughs> and this is uh, me interviewing the Ergs. Hey, guys. Damien from Mostly Harmless Magazine here. Tonight, I'm going to introduce you to New Jersey's very own The Ergs. That's right, E-R-G-S. Pop punk that spits in the face of the current underground regime of chugga-chugga hardcore and mall-friendly punk rock. This nearsighted three opt to play infectious melodies that throw you back to a time when Lookout Records ruled the world. Their passion and pride for their music is often noticeably worn on their sleeves. They don't cave into the scene's current trends. Instead, they opt to make music that's near and dear to their hearts. Their hard work and effort paid off for them greatly as 2005 wrapped as a super successful year. This last fall, the band found themselves on the two-month-long Revenge of the Nerds tour. Along with them was MC Chris of Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Adult Swim fame. With them as well was the band name that never ends, S and M and M and M and M and M and M. I met the Ergs on a Tuesday night in Colorado Springs. I immediately fell in love with the band's easygoing, fun-loving attitude. After a few drinks, I met the band outside the Black Sheep in the cold October air. It was then the following interview was conducted. I'm Mike. I play drums and sing. I'm Joe. I play bass and you might mistake me and call me Jeff in the interview because I. <coughs> Jeff, I play guitar, and I sing. How do you guys get confused? Because you guys don't really... I, mean, I don't know it, why. It, it happens. Our voices aren't really the same, but like I think it's just because there's two J names. It's all the J's. Like, it's just weird to like read an interview then and like... I didn't, it's just, I didn't say that. Yeah, it'll be some, It'll say <laughs> Jeff, and then it'll be a phrase that is <coughs> definitely not something It'll say Jeff Joe, say. and it'll be like, I really like Kraftwerk. And then you're like, hey, I, I know I didn't say that. <laughs> So don't fuck up. Oh man, get him straight. You, you can you can fuck up. Yeah, this this kid should be pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, probably the most asked question you guys get: What the hell is an erg? That's Joe's department. An erg is a unit of energy in metrics using the CGS notation centimeters gram seconds. It's a very tiny amount of energy, but I think it's, it's a cool sounding word. So. Tiny amount of energy. What's I say about the band there? Yeah, <laughs> we used to we used to call ourselves one ten billionth of a rock band. Yeah, because uh, I think a jewel is an erg is one ten millionth of a jewel. Oh, yeah, one, just one ten millionth. The more conventional uh, unit associated with it. What's funny is most people won't know what any of this, exactly. what that means. No, they won't. But I mean, people people just call us the urge. <laughs> yeah, we're lucky if, that people get the name right. Yeah, I think more to people. Begin with. I think more people think of that it's like, it's like in, uh, just like a grunt, like erg, like the ergs, <laughs> and then because of that, a lot of people spell it wrong. They spell it like U R G or something like that. You mean you guys aren't on Mojo Records? No, no, oh. no. I did, I did get a free drum or a, a discounted drum head once because the guy thought I said I was in the urge. Do you guys get that a lot? Oh yeah, we get like we've had some very colorful uh, misspellings. 
One one place uh, had us listed as the Eros. E-R-O-S. We've got, we've got the eggs. The eggs. The herbs. Yeah, the Dudes herbs. are like, frat boys will be like, dude, you guys like to pull tubes, right? You must get high all the time because you're called the herbs. Yeah. So what's your favorite mispronunciation, whatever? Is it the herbs? Mm. I would say I the Eros. Eros. I, I like yeah. eggs. I like the eggs. I thought, I thought the herbs one was pretty funny. Didn't we get the Ergies ones? Yeah, probably. I can't do you ever want to change it, or is that your thing? I, I, I would like to be able to say our name and then uh, have people be like, "Oh, okay," instead of going, "What? What did you just say?" But I don't know. I think we've got it. It's it's a cool name. Whatever. Right. It's and you know, there's no worry that another band is going to have that's that true. name. <laughs> I'm just glad our band name isn't like a sentence that you know, like last two last Tuesday sounds forever or something like that. Or something like there's always a band with a goofy name, like like uh, like Vladimir's Cufflinks or something like that. Like that's that's stupid band. They're name. actually one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Vladimir's Is that a real band? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, I was confused. So the fuckwads. The fuckwads. That would have been a much better name if you were the fuckwads. <laughs> and our we just only released Seven Inches and then eventually put out a discography CD called Wadded Up Fuck. We're gonna, we're gonna do this. <laughs> so, you, obviously, you have some angst against the people with sentence law names. Why are you guys doing pop punk when screamo and all the other crap is so huge and popular? It's what we grow up on. Yeah, and it's what we like. It's what we love to play and love to listen to. And, you know, there's not enough pop punk bands out there. We're trying to bring it back. Yeah. I hear a lot of screeching weasel mm-hmm. and descendants. Am I wrong? Am no, I? no, you're, you're very, you're, you're very much right. You're very say. correct, sir. Yes. Um, <coughs> yeah, I mean, those are just great bands that, like, not enough people listen to anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think this band was just like, it was not like we sat down and, like, at a table one night and we're like, okay, let's figure out, like, what we got to make this band. It was just like. You know, we played together for a while, and it just it just, it just poured down the tube into that form. You know, that yeah, we all listen to like such different stuff. But that all filters into like we like we like a lot of old school hardcore and a lot of jazz, and lately country. a lot of country music. <laughs> what brought you guys together? Went to the high school together. Yeah, we went to high school together. Jeff and I played in bands for a while together, and then Joe picked up the bass and started playing it, and then. We just ended up ended up in a room together playing together one day, and, and it sounded good. So we kept at it. We were, we decided let's let's practice more than once every couple months. Let's actually make this a real band. And here you are. And here we are in Colorado, Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs Colorado. Colorado. So, uh, drummer isn't usually the singer. And I know you're not the main singer, but is it hard playing drums and singing at the same time? It's, no, I actually find it pretty easy. I've just always, I've always done it. I've always been the singer in bands and also been the drummer because there's no one else who plays drums. Right? <laughs> Do you ever want to get out from behind the drums? We've tried it a couple times. We tried to get drummers in and like me play guitar and sing and stuff. And just it never really it never gelled as well as it does with just the three of us playing. So figured why if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I sort of think too the band has this dynamic. Like I don't know if it's true because I don't. 
really watch a lot of tapes of us performing or whatever, but like I sort of feel that we're like pointed inward yeah. towards the drummer, like because he's the lead singer, like and he's the drummer, like we face towards him. And I think any time we like try to change that, like it doesn't work. Yeah. That's where we're used. There's definitely a, a dynamic, like a we know. Yeah, we've been playing together for so long that we know what each other or what each of us is going to do, and like outsiders are not welcome. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> if Jeff wants to end the song a certain way, like we usually can pick up on it and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's all the chicks. He gets all the chicks. Yeah, he gets the lead singer uh, mojo and the drummer mojo. So. That just means we have to work harder. <laughs> it all it all comes it all comes straight to me. Oh shit! So what's it like being on tour with MC Chris here in pretty, Colorado Springs? It's pretty awesome. It's pretty, it's great. pretty cool. MC is, MC is one of the greatest human beings to walk the face of the earth, and he treats us extremely, extremely well. And we couldn't ask for a better person to take us on tour, and uh, you know some of the, the crowds certain nights don't get it and but, but when they do like tonight it was, it was amazing and, uh, and every night there's at least a few people that, that dig it and buy the CD and, and that's all we, you know, we we get we get to play for a bunch of people and tonight was for 60 days but tonight was <laughs> definitely one of the better uh, better nights of the tour plus he's I think he's like what's great about MC is that he's I think he's a great performer like, yeah. he goes up there he gives everybody what they want. He's, I think, he's really good to his fans afterwards. You know, he'll talk to them. You know, even if they want to do something crazy, he'll usually indulge them. You know, record a voicemail, machine yeah. voice or something like that. Like, so, I definitely, I respect him highly for that. Uh, so, uh, you mentioned the word crowds. What's, what's the weirdest crowd you've ever got on this tour? Yeah. Or just with him, period. Because um, I, I, well, I notice a lot of ICP twisted kids. <laughs> yeah, Though, like, that's kind of we were different. We were talking about. We didn't realize all the drummers <coughs> really loved uh, MC Chris, but um, I think because like before this tour, we played with them twice in New York City. And it was bo both times were were amazing. Um, and tonight, I mean, uh, this tour. Well, what the kind of weirdest one was? There was that circle pit in Albuquerque. <laughs> well, yeah. Well. <coughs> there's yeah, there's you there's know, those five uh, kids. circle pits and the, I mean that was that was cool. I mean, like in Bloomington, there people were crowd surfing. You know, was um, but uh, I I'd say I don't know. It, it's all it's all. It's cool. Not nothing nothing really negative. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, they're, like, they're not booing <clears throat> us off the stage. No tomatoes. No rotten great. tomatoes or anything. No rotten tomatoes. No throwing. No cool. spitting. So I mean, it's been, it's been a great tour so far. So you told me earlier, you don't have a license, you don't drive. Yeah. How difficult is it for you guys without this guy driving? Uh, it's not that bad. I mean, we I usually it. I usually make a point to like, get a, to to get where I'm trying to go without bothering anybody. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's there's good uh there's good bus transportation and train transportation <laughs> yeah. in New Jersey. So he's got a bus schedule as well. Yeah. But we have a roadie too, and uh, he's the, this is the first tour he's done with us. His name's Nate Schmo. He's from Portland, and he's been like he's been doing you know line share the, the driving. He's it, they don't want me driving anywhere. <laughs> I drive right off the road. So how do you guys survive on tour? I mean, being the opening band, that's not traditionally 
the moneymaker? How do you guys make ends meet? Uh, MC, like like I said, MC treats us really well. He, he uh, told us when he was taking us out that he'd take care of us and get us, you know, a good amount of money to, to get to the next show and stuff. And I mean, you just kind of allow yourself ten bucks a day for food and try not to go over that. Plus, like, I mean, traditionally, like, this is the first tour where, you know, where and where somebody was like, okay, you're gonna, you know. There's like an expectation of how big the crowd is, you know, of you getting some money at the end of the night. We're used to playing, you know, basements and things like that. Yeah. So we're a pretty like low cost touring outfit, you know. We we don't spend money on a lot. We never get hotels or anything like that. You know, we we don't spend a lot of money on food, uh, well, things like that. We avoid toll roads. Yeah. So like when when the opportunity to get a little bit you know, of money every night comes along for us, it's like yeah. it's 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 complete and utter luxury what are, what are, to what us. What do we do with it? <laughs> but you guys are rock stars. I mean, you guys were in Razor Cake. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, uh, yeah. That was that was a. We knew we were doing the interview, but the cover was like a complete surprise to us. We, didn't, like, we were just like, oh wow, shit. Because I, when I got the box in the mail, I opened it up and we were on the cover. It's crazy. Awesome. But they're they're really awesome people. Razor Cake, and we're going to be seeing them in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, we get out there. So what do you guys hope to get from the store? What have you been getting from the store, and what else do you hope to get from it? We hope to get, just, you know, gain a couple more fans every yeah, night. Yeah, there's know? like, you know, Cause we figure four or five people every night is, you know, is, is a lot more than if we were home for yeah, three months. Yeah, it's a couple hundred more people that have our CD that like us. And, you know, we figure we'll at least be a, a pretty tight band once we get home after playing for 60 days. I think too that uh, like one of the good aspects is you know at home you know we have like a hometown crowd and we're very comfortable with that. Or even when we go on our own tours, there's like a crowd that comes to see us, albeit small. But when you're the opening band for MC Chris, you know people are not expecting you and they might not be as receptive. Yeah. But I think that's like I think that's good for a band. Like yeah. it's a good, I wouldn't say humbling, but it's just like a good like rugged experience for a band. Oh, like it, it just makes you be at the top of whatever whatever your band is supposed to be. All right. Now this is the Revenge of the Nerd Store. Nerdcore? Revenge yes. of the Nerdcore? Something like that? Anyway. Revenge of the Nerd Tour. Yeah, something. How do you feel with that label? Nerds. Are you we embrace nerds? it. Yeah, we, oh, we, we've given ourselves that label for our whole existence. <laughs> Actually, I guess the jocks in high school gave it to us. <laughs> But, uh, no, At least that's what it sounded like from, you know, I couldn't really hear it because uh, my head was in the toilet bowl. Right. <laughs> and we're getting our revenge. Yeah. Right on. Sweet, sweet revenge. Rocking out to, to a bunch of people every night. Hey, I got to ask you, how? I watched you read throughout the entire show. How the hell can you read during a show? And well, what are you reading? Well, I, right now I'm reading this great book about the, about the Clash that just got released. Um, I think it's called... Passion is the fashion. Passion is the fashion, and I've just I've read a lot of books about the Ramones because they're one of my favorite bands, and I realized, man, I haven't read anything about the Clash. And uh, the only reason I can read it is because, uh, you know, we're on this tour, we've been on it for a month. I think everybody on the tour, like, we've seen the other acts enough times. It's like it's not like you dislike them, but it's like it's almost like background. It just becomes like part of the background. So like. I was like, oh, there's some nice lighting in the corner. I'm going to read this book. Shit. Yeah, I have a real hard time. It's got to be basically completely silent for me to read. So I'm, I usually just, I'll retire to the band and do a little bit of reading if I'm going to be reading. Cool. You guys are on the Denver tomorrow and then 
next the rest of the world. Yeah. After after this tour, what's next for you guys? What are you guys hoping to do? Um, doing a record sometime. We're gonna hopefully do spring. a record in the spring. Maybe do a winter, a short winter tour with a band called the Copyrights sure. from uh, Illinois. Amazing. And you guys will be passing back through here, right? Um, yeah, probably not, not on that tour, but on um, the, we're definitely we're probably gonna if we do this record, if, if you know if all goes according to plan, we're gonna tour out to Seattle to make a recording and then probably tour back and come down here. But we'll definitely be around. And on your next tour, you're gonna play the Devo song, right? <laughs> damn right. What Devo want. song did you want to hear? No, he wanted, he wanted to hear Devo Christmas. Oh, Devo Christmas. Can't can't do it till uh, Christmas. Till uh, after Thanksgiving. Yeah, we, yeah. Have, we have to wait till Black Friday to play it. That's our rule. Cool. So, <laughs> and even then, only maybe. But but I did promise. So yeah, next time we come us. through, we should have just done it. Oh well. Anything else you guys want to add into t- into the? Um. I guess not, huh? Shit happens when you party naked. Shit happens when you party naked. Uh, and uh, don't drive your truck when you're all jacked up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is, is there another lesson in that? No. I don't know. Ask, no, ask, ask, ask Gretchen Wilson. Is this wise and sage advice of Gretchen, Gretchen Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea who that is, but I'll, I'll find out now. She's, she's, the, uh, she's here for the party. She's one of the new. She's the, uh, she's the bad girl country singer. Red, redneck ah. woman. <laughs> the redneck woman. Well, yeah, you, you guys just recorded a country album, didn't you? Yeah, Something we recorded like a, seven a country inch. seven inch. What was um, up with that? We just we it just happened to uh, all, all three of us just happened to write a country tune, <laughs> and uh, so it's the it's kind of a cool concept where we just took the three the three songs and put them on a seven inch. And it's one by each member of the band, and you know. Buddies, there you go. What a fun little interview that a uh, little 23-year-old Damien did with, with the Ergs guys, and we bonded over Sparks uh, alcoholic energy drinks, which are way, way, way now outlawed. Um, still, I can't believe how far we've come, how far things have gone. Um, if this is your first episode of Mostly Harmless Podcast you've been listening to, this is probably going to be one of the weaker ones. Please go visit mostlyharmlesspodcast.com, like us on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, check out the newer episodes. The show, while it is very similar to this still, um, is completely different You know, in tone. I'm more confident of an interviewer. Sometimes I'm soberer. Sometimes I'm drunker. Um, but And the message has gone to become something of what I'm telling you today is that don't ask for permission. Don't wait for people to hand you things. Just get up and make things happen, and you can do great things. And uh, I'm really proud of all the opportunities that I've gotten through Mostly Harmless Podcast, and uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. Again, this these interviews were recorded 10 years ago. I can't believe the person I've become. Uh, if I could go back in time and tell this guy, don't stop interviewing bands, I would because I think my life would be not necessarily better or different, but I think I would have led a richer, more fuller life. So buddies, um, hold on to what you love and what you cherish and the things you love doing most and keep doing them. Don't let them fall on the wayside. Um, so with that note, uh, let's get out of here. Um, thank you for listening. We'll see you in the funny pages, folks. <laughs>